0: Right, we are sitting here with Tony and Scott of yes. Quantum 5 Q5, as I've heard it. It's yeah. like a whole new thing. Thanks for joining us, gents. Thanks yeah, for having us. it's great to be
1: here. Yeah, and thanks for doing that thing you guys are doing. Oh, we love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, we're very much aligned.
0: Awesome, yeah. Oh, no, there is a lot of alignment. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the really big pieces of alignment, actually, you know, Paul wrote a book a few years back. Uh, the dealerships that I was a part of uh, were transitioning the way that the, the store process goes. And we're still in this place in our industry where... Um, what the consumers asking of us in their engagement with us is still not being met by what we actually do. And and you in particular are in the dirt with the the actual experience that, that is being presented by dealerships every day. Yeah. Where do you see what we need to change like right now as the most, the biggest impact factor to how our business interacts with clients?
2: Great question. And when we talk about frictionless sales, we automatically think about a a process that the salesperson or advisor, if it's frictionless service that they have to follow. And it starts internally, it starts mentally, right? Like you have to first start thinking of how can I be more aware of what the customer is saying, right? I think too often we're thinking of, wait, what's the next step? What, what does my manager want me to say? And we start course correcting instead of connecting, right? Um, so I think we've gotten better at As asking. It's a t-shirt. I'm, I'm already <laughs> t-shirt. Putting it together in my mind.
3: Choosing the font and everything.
2: <laughs> we start asking. I think we've gotten better at asking good open-ended questions. You know, hey, what are we trying to accomplish? What are your goals? And things like that. Unfortunately, yeah, the answers start coming. And we start thinking, uh-oh, I'm not supposed to talk about that. Or wait, that's later in the process or something like that. Rather than truly listening and connecting and asking good follow-up questions. Probing and paraphrasing. And letting the customer know that we really wanted to have a conversation. This just wasn't a step. To get to my next step in the process. Oh, it's right? such a
1: great, just a piggyback on that. I love that you say that because it's very true with the customer. So much of what we do is is focused on listening mm-hmm. and being present in the conversation. We always say we're we're trying to. Help teach our salespeople, service people, customer facing people to have a conversation with people again. Because when you're thinking about your process and what you're supposed to say next, you're not listening. You're not, not to present
3: anymore. You're not yeah.
1: present in the discussion and they know it. And so it ties into exactly what you're talking I mean, about. It just yeah. sounds
3: like an incredibly human approach mm-hmm. right? in any type of communication, relationship, yeah. trust building. Right? It's like, I mean, it's like kind of the basics. Like imagine me
0: and my wife having a conversation and my whole goal is to just get her to go to the restaurant that I want to without actually telling her that. You sound like Mm -hmm. you have experience here. (laughs) No. (laughs) 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 I will not claim that. That would break the relationship every single time and that's what you're explaining is like, okay, instead of just like building only a process that's frictionless, Mm -hmm. build a relationship that's frictionless. Yeah, and you know that's don't, a totally different
2: move. Exactly. Yeah. You don't need a process, you need a person who's equipped with those skills that can be the frictionless solution, right? Like I think, like I said in the beginning, the awareness is. That's the a key. one-liner for like <laughs> yeah. racking them up. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep up with you guys. Here. <laughs> You're doing great. You guys are uh but yeah, like if our first question is like, when someone calls into the dealership, uh, yeah, you got a stock number for me or something like that, right? We're putting the customer to work as opposed to telling the customer something like, you know what, let me grab something to take notes so I can better assist you with that, right? So now instead of trying to find the stock number in this like vehicle listing, they're picturing me at the dealership it's at my working desk- working for them. Taking notes. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, exactly, like, right from the start. And that just facilitates a lot better you know conversation going forward. Well, any, any system, like franchise system, what they always say is
3: like, how can I create a role and a process by which I can have the least qualified person possible fill the position? Yeah. Now, in historically in the industry, the industry solved that with word tracks, right? Okay, well just spit out what I'm going to say to you mm-hmm. and then you know, here's the journey, the steps to the sale, like go one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. And this seems just like a much more dynamic and I don't know, I'll use the word frictionless, even though we don't use it in that, but way to get somebody, like, I'll say the word emotionally engaged with it, because that's really what it is. Like, what you just said is triggering actually an emotion in me where I all of a sudden feel like someone is like my advocate. Yeah. As opposed to someone that's just gonna, okay, I'm already nervous. And you're asking me for information that I'm not familiar with because I don't use stock numbers in the normal life. Right. And so, like all of these things, just really bring emotion and humanity into the process. Mm-hmm. But to,
1: to expand on your question, Kyle, because we know what the customer wants and we know how to deliver that. But when is when is the dealer body? When are we going to? What's going to be that moment that serves as the catalyst for change? We we know it, it, it's out there. It, it's it's, it's what, not. It's not that we know what the customer. It's that we know what we want. Like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> how how is it and I think it's in every business. How is it that we get into the business vertical that we're in and all of a sudden we're like we like eject
3: ourselves from our own I'm humanity? Abandon the way we yeah. act in every other scenario. Yeah.
1: Because we are a customer too. The one delivering right. that, you do the same process and have the same exactly. level of
3: expectation.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, what what do you think would be the catalyst one? Like when do we actually go?
1: Well I'll Fine. Tell we're you. done with it. Like we're gonna figure we're gonna do yeah. this as an industry wholesale. I think we're we're witnessing it happen today. And what I've always said in the past is having been in the retail sector for 35 years, running dealerships, I can tell you that there were often times that I knew I wasn't making it as easy as I should. I knew I probably wasn't uh... doing it right. And so the big question, so why did you continue to do that, Tony? A, I didn't know another way, fear. Of that, my processes that I've been trained on for 30 years were rooted in control and manipulation. And that's how I got, that's how I won. That's Mm. all I knew. So you want me
3: to. Now we're getting into it. (laughs) You want me
1: to give up control and go into an advocacy base, help them buy. I mean, I heard advocacy and I thought, I'm not, you know, that in, in our world, that meant. That meant you were a weak salesperson. You were folding to whatever the customer said. And what's happening today, the reason it went that way for so long is because as dealers, we weren't holding ourselves accountable to a higher standard. Nobody was. But guess who's holding us accountable? I said the road to the sale is dead. It's been dead for decades. And the customer is the new architect. And what we wouldn't Mm -hmm. do as a dealer body, what what we wouldn't do, guess who's doing it now? Third party big online vendor, we're watching it happen. Yeah. We won't do it, they're going to do it. And so I say the person who you got to worry about are not these big box online retailers, the Amazons, the, that's happening. Who you got to worry about is that dealer down the street who has realized and crossed over and said, you know what, I have to change. I have to figure out how to make it easier for our customers to buy a car, part, or service or a product.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and the customer is going to say, they're just going to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So just it's going to happen on its own. We're going to back out. Yeah, we're done. We're, we're going to go out, over go here, else. and they're going to back yes. out. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I think between the two of you, you just exposed so much in our in our industry that is, we don't talk about that. Yeah. We talk about how do we fix the technology? How do we fix the process? How to not. How do we become human again Mm -hmm. as an industry? And so I think that's the theme of this. Tony Scott, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time. Congrats on what you're doing with Quantum 5 and for, hey, coming out of the 30 years and (laughs) recognizing and coming to base and saying, (laughs) this is who I was. It can't be that way anymore. That's movement for our industry. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Paul.
2: Thank Thank you, guys.